Scalpel, please. Thank you. Now remember, this podcast contains elements which can be hazardous to your mind and your ear, so you better be careful. For example, things like adult language, mature situations, medical terminology, sutures, please. Osmotezka facts, some suspense, ironic situations. Please use the sponge over there. Thank you. Some very righteous comeuppances, some very unusual situations involving caramelized medical tools. Uh, oh, where are the, where are the forceps? Oh, shh. Uh, um, anyway, 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 and anthropomorphic pterogenous testoma, listener discretion is advised. Oh, oh, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, shit, shit. Blackjack, the man with the hands of God. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review. I'm your host, Zan. How you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. I'm doing well, you know, chilling out, hanging out, and just being me. For those you don't know, Spark inside that provides information and reviews about mangas. And self-explanatory. So, well, as you can guess, this is another episode of the Spark and Mong Review, and going to be reviewing an interesting manga today. But before I even get into the manga... Gotta give you the typical information which you'd find in the actual show notes, which is the website is spirekin.podbean.com. You can email me at spirekin at gmail.com or Twitter under Spirekin. I'm also on Xbox Live under Zan Space Spirekin. You know, Zan Space Bar Spirekin. Also, you can call me at 206 426 That again is 206 426 Monk. We do have that contest going on to design a new logo for the website and also the show. And one other thing which is kind of important is that on May 1st, the Sakura Matsui in Brooklyn Botanical Gardens is happening this year. And I will be there. If you want to meet me, email me and we'll set something up. So, now that all that's out of the way, I know it's a little bit less showy, noty, and all that other stuff. But I want to try something a little different again. Well, this new mic is working out pretty good, I've heard. One person said it sucked, but... Oh, well. So, what else is new? Well, I'm going to be going back on the FightBait.com podcast. He's reformatting, so I should be on one of the new future episodes soon. That's going to be pretty cool. I enjoyed working with John Paul, a.k.a. FightBait, and it was really cool just to have someone else to talk to. I mean, yes, I'm going to be the co-host, but hey, it works. I still need a co-host for this show because, honestly, sometimes it gets really lonely. I'm so lonely recording alone, but... Well, everyone's working. Bell Chan is working. 
we won't talk about Mason. And some of my other friends might be doing something. Eventually, I heard that Deke will be coming on to do a, well, special podcast, which is the, we're going to be viewing a movie, maybe, for a supplemental. Hey, he doesn't read manga, but he watches movies, so we'll see how that works out. Tell me what you think. Since you could guess, this is also pretty much me just filling time, because, well, honestly, I'm trying to change things up a little bit with the getting rid of my whole customary opening where I explain about the Spark and Mong Review and so on and so forth, because I've said it so many times, 88 episodes, and if you don't know what it is, I don't think you're a new listener, or if you are a new listener, listen to some of the earlier episodes. Either way, I have an email, which I received, kind of want to talk about a little bit, by one of our contest winners and one of our faithful followers, John Sasser. And he said pretty much, just listen to your Fist of the North Star manga review. I watch a Fist of the North Star anime a lot, and don't remember which one, but I did not like it, and here is the scene why. Kinshiro's just strutting along for like 45 seconds. The next shot is Julia, the girl who he might be searching for. She's getting hosted on a five-story cross. Next scene, Kinshiro's just strutting along for like 45 seconds. Next shot... Uh, the Bart, the 11-year-old friend of Kenshiro, getting kicked, punched, etc., etc. Next scene, Kenshiro's just strutting along for like 45 seconds. Next shot, Lin, 5-year-old girl who first helped Kenshiro in the beginning, getting her face driven into the ground by a heavy boot. And then, does he pick up the pace? Nope. Still strutting along for like 45 seconds while they repeat the scenes. Now, for the reason I just mentioned, I hate this. The whole time I'm watching this... What's going through my head is the BG staying alive from the opening of Star Night Fever. Any anime that reminds me of this, I hate. Understandable seeing how, well, BGs are kind of questionable and they're a little weird and they're 70s-tastic. The manga was much better than the anime because the anime just kind of said, we're just going to make it more pensive and have him just kind of walking with that weird just kind of doing nothing. All the horrific things are happening he's just strutting along, strutting along, you know? But the manga was so much better than the anime. The anime failed dramatically, though. I will admit that. Uh, he also gives a manga review, which I am putting on... Well, not a manga review, but he puts a suggestion for The Wheel of Manga, which I'm not going to reveal. Because, well, if it doesn't get on there, he's going to be mad. And if it does, people won't think I'm fixing it. So, it doesn't matter. Either way. Thank you for the email. If you do send me an email at spirekin.gmail.com, I will read it on air. Or try to, as long as it's not too vulgar and too angering. And, uh, well, hmm. Either way. What else is new with Zahn? Well, besides the fact my car is still not fixed. Um, also, I did finally, 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 finally finish paying off Bioshock 2. Can't wait to play it. I will spend most of my life playing that game, because the first game I ever got on the Xbox was Bioshock 1. Favorite game. Love the story. Love the whole Andrew Ryan scenario. And, well, can't wait to see how turns out in the second game. I wish they had a manga for Bioshock. It would have been pretty cool seeing a uh, drawn Big Daddy. Well, it looked very nightmarish, I think, but hey, who knows. Either way, let's get on with the topic of the episode. Well, the topic for this episode, if you remember, was I spun the wheel of manga and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga by Azuma Tezuka. Now, for those of you who don't know, Azuma Tezuka is considered the god of manga. He is the epitome of what changed the medium itself. Now, what can I say about Azuma Tezuka, the unofficial god of manga, really? I could talk about his history, that he was born November 1928 in Osaka, that he lied about his age to submit his first comic for publication, or, or how he studied 
medicine while he was releasing manga. Or I could even talk about his long list of accomplishments and achievements, but should I? Realistically, I could, but I don't think I am worthy of it. There are people who are far more eloquent, far more knowledgeable, and far more fanatical who could talk about the greatness that is Osamu Tezuka. Really, all I could talk about is my own feelings about him. And to be honest with you, without him, none of us would be here. I mean, not in an existential way. What I'm talking about is he changed manga in such a way that it became popular around the world and he influenced it in a way that would make it more accessible to the audience. I mean, without him, in my opinion, I don't think that we would be into manga. We'd probably be into something else. I mean, we could be into, you know, real comics or into novels. This could be a novel podcast where I review different books like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies or, dare I say, even reading things like Do Electric... Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? I could be reviewing any of that stuff. But, or I could even be a member of society that does productive things. But no. The fact is, he created a bunch of degenerates around the world by influencing us, and his genius with all the stories is able to still be read today, and it still is kind of cool. Yes, it is a little dated with the 70s look, but it's still accessible, and it's still kind of cool to read and enjoyable. So for that reason, Osamu Tezuka, I salute you. It's a shame that you passed on. Wish you could have stayed on longer to see your work become even more interesting. Uh, One other thing I forgot to mention is that Osamu Tezuka created the insane hours that most anime and manga fans have heard that the actual studios do. He would work like 30 pages a day, wouldn't sleep, he'd be up for 15 hours, he'd go on vacation, he'd meet someone for 10 minutes, and he'd go up to his room and draw for 5 hours, and he'd go out and meet someone else, and he'd go back and draw for 4 hours. He had an insane work schedule. Supposing that book, The Art of Osamu Tezuka, there's an entire video of them following him around, he doesn't sleep for like 9 days, which I thought was biologically impossible, but he's possibly a super mutant, or something of that nature. Something that was maybe created by whatever being created the universe, God, I would say. But maybe he was created by him just for the purpose of forwarding the manga and anime movement. Who knows? So, either way, let's get on. So if you remember I spun the Wheel of Manga last episode, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing Osamu Tezuka's medical drama, Blackjack. Now, Blackjack, like I said, was written by Osamu Tezuka back in the day. I'm talking about 1973, and was finished in 1983, so that was roughly 10 years. With 17 volumes, originally released by Akita Shoten, and then released over here several different times, including Viz Media and currently by Vertical Inc. Uh, I think they still make them. I'm not entirely sure, because I was able to find a couple of the actual volumes. They weren't the hardcovers, which were limited edition, but they were nice. And they're about the size of a small telephone book, which is kind of cool. They're pretty thick. You get a lot of stories for your buck. I mean, it's a little—it's more than a regular Taco Bond of $10.99, but hey, it works. There's also several OVAs and TV animations and TV films, and there's even rumors of a live-action series, which I have yet to find actual information on. Because every time you type in Blackjack live-action, it shows that show on that's on ESPN about. Texas Hold'em, so it's kind of hard to find it. And also, it would be a medical drama suspense. Even you could say it's a thriller. I wouldn't say that far, but it's medical drama. 
a lot of terminologies used because, as I said, Osamu Tezuka was a practicing doctor, and he he had to quit because he was doing manga so much, but he's very knowledgeable, and you could even say this was his avatar in the whole Osamu Tezuka universe, because a lot of his characters he'd reuse in other stuff, they, that was his star system. So, for example, in Astro Boy, they made reference to Blackjack and to Phoenix and Kimba. And then later on, some of the other series like Ode to Kirihito and Apollo Song, Blackjack would show up. Unico may show up in the background, Rock or um, Dr. Uh, I forgot his actual name, so I'll just call him by the American name, Dr. Elephant. But either way, all these characters would exist in this world. And for some reason, Blackjack seems to be his personal avatar, in my opinion. And this series is actually one of the most popular. I mean, you have Astro Boy, Kim of the White Lion, and then you have Blackjack. And this manga receives several awards. It's, you know, won the first Kodansha Manga Award in the 70s. And it's one of these series that you have to own. If you have a list of manga which has to be read in your lifetime, I mean, you have stuff like Akira, like Ghost in the Shell, Dragon Ball Z, uh, let's see now, Azumanga Daio. You'd have to put Blackjack on there be just because you read it. So, anyway, so what is Blackjack about? Getting into the story. Well, Blackjack is about Blackjack. It's about Dex Soldom. No, 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 no. Just kidding. As it's a medical drama. And it opens up with the first volume with a guy driving like a douchebag in his Corvette with his top down or whatever the hell the model of the car is from the 70s. He's driving, almost hitting a bunch of people driving erratically, and he smashes himself into a pole. So he's been hospitalized, and this is Akudo Nakula, who is the son of this very wealthy, well, they say he's an industrial CEO who runs the world. And he's devastated because his son was hurt, and his son's a good-for-nothing. He's like, you have to save my son, doctor. Please save my son. And the doctor is like, look, He's got broken hips, he's got poop coming out of him, he's bleeding in five different places, his skull is cracked. What the hell are we supposed to do? We do anything, he's gonna die. So, Mr. Nicola says, Fuck you, I'm gonna look for a doctor somewhere else. So he's making calls everywhere, and they're saying, No, no, I can't help you out, I'm a gynecologist. I can't help you out, I'm a pediatrician. So he's calling all over the world. Oh, by the way, this takes place in Europe right now, this story. And what happens is, he's, as he's calling around, his assistant says, Look, we were able to find one doctor, but he's kind of a mercenary. I don't give a shit. Could he save my son? He's like, yeah, but they say he's got some issues. So, either way, we don't have his real name, but he's called Blackjack. Introduce the main character of the series, Blackjack. A tall, enigmatic man with scars all over his body, a patch of dark skin on the left side of his face, a shock of white and black hair, and wearing a cape. Very elegant and unusual looking. It looks like he steps out of a Victorian era picture. And he says, look, I can work on your son. It's going to cost you $500 million. I just, here's the deal though, I need a donor. He's like, what do you mean you need a donor? Look, his entire body is all fucked up. I need to have replacement parts, so unless you can find a corpse or a donor, there's nothing I could do. So, Mr. Nicola says, all right, I need a donor, I have an idea. So, he sends his goons out to this kid named Davey, who was a bystander in the first page. He was just standing there while he watched the accident happen. And he proceeds to get Davey arrested, saying, he was the one who caused the accident. My son was, wasn't doing anything wrong. This kid threw a rocket at him and made him crash and sets it up so Davy ends up having to go to death row to die and what they do is instead of him being killed they're going to sacrifice his body to resurrect this asshole son of his and Blackjack says look you 
really going to do this? You're going to sacrifice an innocent person just so you can have your son of a bitch son back? It's like, well, it, that's how the world works. Good people don't always get what they want, and the rich get what they want. So do this job for me. It's like, all right, fine. Here's the deal. I'm going to do the job for you, but once he's healed up, anything he does afterwards is none of my responsibility. And he's like, oh, fine, fine. Do the operation. All right, everyone leave. Kicks everyone out of the the room and he proceeds to do the surgery in a very cool fashion so then he's like alright surgery was a success and well your son's right over there the, he's the bandages will come off in two months and he'll be fine and there's Davy's body points to a corpse which is all riddled and fucked up he's like he, there's some parts left you want to see it's like no 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 just dispose of the body my son's okay two months later they remove the stitches and his son is okay and he's like, oh, son, is that you? He's like, yeah, dad, yeah, I'm fine. Blackjack says, my work here is done, give me your money, leave. And so right now you think Blackjack is an asshole, because, well, he just sacrificed this guy to the rich, Davy to the rich asshole to resurrect the douchey son. Not really. End of the chapter. You see Akudo show up at Davy's home where his mother, who was distraught through the entire situation, said, it wasn't fair, my son got murdered. And Akudo says, hey, mom, I'm home. It's like, Wait, you're not my son? He's like, yeah, I am. Dr. Blackjack switched my face with his. So that, because he felt that the kid wasn't worth saving. So he saved my life. And look, he gave us all the money he got. So we can run away and we don't have to deal with Mr. Nicola ever again. So that ends the first chapter in Blackjack. Very cool series because it's all little one-shot stories. They're all about 20 to 30 pages. And even in some points in the manga, they say, hey, we, we got to hurry this up because we only have 20 pages to finish this. So you know they all get resolved pretty quickly. Now, unlike with a lot of series, it's not always happy endings. There's times when things go very wrong. There are times when it's he saves a person and then something horrific happens afterwards. Or times when he says, oh, I'll be fine, I can do this, I can do this. And then, miraculously, something goes bad. I mean, it's 70% good endings, and then you always have that. 30%, which is like real life. You know, you can't save everybody. And it's done very tastefully. There's some interesting stories, too, and Blackjack does a lot of things where there's a con comeuppance for the evil individual. I mean, for example, uh, some of the stories which he does, so the surgeries he does, like in the second chapter, he does a surgery on a woman doing a cornea transplant because she got blinded in one eye. And what happens is she keeps seeing this dead person, this guy who's haunting her, and she falls in love with this person. And the guy's actually alive, he's not dead, but what happened was the owner of the eye got murdered by this guy. So she's able to identify him, and he tries to kill her, and Blackjack saves the day. There's several others, he does brain surgery at one point. He actually, one of them, you actually find out when he was younger, he had a calcified scalpel in his stomach. Because they left a scalpel in there and actually got calcified, meaning that the body kind of covered it in calcium and other things and was saved in his body. It was really gross and creepy. The manga is really gross, by the way. But that's really all you get of his backstory. You get a couple of things here and there throughout the first manga. It's not like it's saying, we're going to tell you everything about Blackjack in the first chapter. No, no, no. They actually will space it out. Also, it doesn't help that the manga actually isn't in order. Because if you look through the different volumes, on the bottom it gives you the actual chapter it was. And it goes like chapter 1, chapter 7. It's all mixed up. But the continuity doesn't really matter. I mean, there are some things which are referenced later or earlier on, which show up later. That kind of bugs me, but the rest is pretty good. There's not a lot of frequent characters. I mean, the main frequent character that you have is Pinocchio. Now, in the third story, 
Uh, what happens is Blackjack is hired by this really rich lady who's... You don't see her face because her doctor covers her face. Like, you can't see. This person's really important and really famous. And look, she has this thing. And he's like, what do you mean she has this thing? Shows her, opens her, uncovers her, and shows her this... It's like a cyst, but it's actually called a teratogenous cystoma, or a teratoma. Now, what a teratoma is, it's kind of like when a woman gets pregnant and she has twins, what happens is one of the twins doesn't really develop and gets absorbed into the living twin. So you have the one twin who's a normal person, grows up, and inside of her is her twin still kind of existing. It's, it's very gross. If you, see, if you look online, you'll be horrified by it. Trust me. It's kind of cool, but gross at the same time. Really gross. But suffice to say that what happens is he says, okay, well, why'd you let it grow up so long? This girl is 18 years old. And the doctor's like, well, every time you go up to operate, something weird happens. So he's like, that's bullshit. That's just some mummy's curse. Get out of here. So he kicks all the other doctors out of his little shack because he works really seedy. And he proceeds to try and operate. And when he tries to operate, suddenly his scalpel goes crazy and he hears, no, don't cut. He's like, what? It turns out that the the massive organs, the cystoma has a mind of its own. He's like, oh, God. And he looks at the x-ray and it's a full organ kit. Brains, liver, heart, lungs. It's all in there. So he's like, okay, look, I won't kill you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put you in some solution so you'll be safe. I'll take you out. Your sister will be fine and then we'll figure something out to do. So he proceeds to do that. Sister's okay. And then as he lets her go, because they say, what do you want to do with this? He's like, well, burn it. Destroy it. And he's like, it's living though. It doesn't matter. Just burn it. So what Blackjack does is he proceeds to create a artificial body for the cystoma and it becomes Pinoco. So he pretty much stuffs the body into a doll body. It looks kind of cute and she's in love with Blackjack. Like, she stays with him and she's his assistant and she does household chores and she's very clingy to him. Like, Blackjack would do anything for Pinoco. Like, at one point she gets shot and he freaks out. He's like, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And he goes crazy trying to save her. Another time, she gets stressed out over an exam because she's trying to get into school to prove that she's an adult, so Blackjack won't see her as a little girl because she is an adult, sort of. Due to Pinocchio's really small body, she gets overly stressed out and her body ends up kind of freaking out because she's really just a nervous system, brains, and a couple of organs. And what happens is Blackjack is forced to operate further on her just get her to relax and get her body to calm down. And because of that reason, Pinocchio will never be able to be put in a bigger body because their body can't handle that stress because it's still kind of underdeveloped and a little odd but he really does care about Pinocchio really deeply and it shows in a lot of other places and just he's very protective of her even if he says get the fuck away from me you're not my wife you're not this and she constantly is mothering him but he's her father in his mind and she's his little girl and he'd do anything for her and meanwhile like I said Pinocchio's just very nice to him the apple in his eye. It's kind of weird. Really weird, but either way. She tries, he's very protective of her and sees her as a daughter, but Pinocchio sees him as the love of her life and her husband, which is really weird and odd. She's kind of cute, but just a little, acts like a little girl. She talks with a lisp. So she says, oh my goodness, and so, this is so pretty. Very baby talky. Kind of weird, but cool. One thing I did not talk about with Blackjack is the fact that he is an unlicensed doctor. Like I told you, he charges exorbitant amounts for his fees, but the fact is he's 
an unlicensed back alley doctor. He tells everyone, yeah, I'm a back alley doctor. I charge lots of money and you can't do anything for it. The reason why he doesn't charge that you find out is that if he had to deal with all the rules and regulations that a licensed doctor has to, he wouldn't be able to do a lot of the surgeries that he does that are very miraculous because you have to follow every single thing like you have to be you can only perform in an operating theater and you would only be able to work on a patient who could do this or that or he if his patient was told to die he'd have to let her die him or her die because of that he doesn't want a license there are times when it actually comes to bite him in the ass because the police are after him because when you do surgery without a license, technically that's assault because you're cutting into some Same thing as if you'd stab someone. If he just was doing like, oh, I'm just going to put a cast on you or I'm just going to examine you, that's one thing. But the fact he does open surgery, he's doing assault every single time and he's charging barbaric costs. So it's a little suspect and it makes him a little notorious for being a bad individual, even though he's not really a bad individual. I mean, there are times when he says, look, I need you to pay me this much, uh, 17 million yen. And then meanwhile, he's like, okay, okay, you owe me 17 million yen, and I'll have you sign this contract, all right? And then he goes, 10 minutes later, he goes to the police and is like, yeah, listen, I lost the contract. Uh, I don't know where it went, but it was signed. If you could find it, I'd appreciate it. You see, he threw it out the window. He, he has a good heart, and that's something that's really endearing about Blackjack. I mean, there is a lot of outlandish things he does, like he performs these just virtually impossible feats of surgery. I mean, at one point he even does surgery on himself in the middle of, you know, Australia surrounded by these dingoes. And then there's all these whole things where he takes body parts and he's able to cut them off and then reattach them. And very, like, what the fuck? And very odd and very science fiction-y. But hey. It works because he's Blackjack, the man with the hands of God. Just, you just go with it. Now, like I said, there is a lot of depressing things in the series. There are some characters who you feel truly bad for, and there are times when you just feel bad for Blackjack or bad for some of the other characters. I mean, one example, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, and it was later on, it was because I was able to read three of the volumes. In one of the volumes, what happened was that there was this girl who had this disease, which, and all the diseases are real. I mean, they're, they're, they're him solving them, like him working on cells and on computers, that's outlandish. But the diseases and some of the treatments are the same. And what happened was there's this kid who wanted to become a doctor because his mother and sister and father died of cancer. And he's, he has stomach problems. And what happens is that he spent you know, all this time trying to become a doctor and he gets into school and he says, oh, I got some problem and his doctor doesn't want to tell him, yeah, you have pancreatic cancer. He's dying. And Blackjack just says straight up, yeah, you have maybe less than a year. There's no way you're going to be able to survive. He's like, look, I don't care. I just want to save one to two patients with cancers and I'll be fine. So he proceeds. They say, okay, look, you're a doctor. We'll give you patients. So they give him this one girl who's a patient who has, I forgot what type of cancer it was, it was some simple cancer, and he says, okay, I'll be able to help you out, remove this cancer, and you should be able to go into remission, and you see this character slowly degrade, like, at one point, he, it's so bad, this doctor's like, look, you can't see her like that, your skin and bones, you're, you're at the final stages of your cancer, you're dying, it's like, well, uh, give me that surgical mask, I'll put it on, and I'll, uh, she'll never see my face again, so... 
he, long story short, all this stuff happens and he ends up saving her life at the cost of his own life. And it's really sad because you'd like this character to have survived and he doesn't. And Blackjack kind of just is there rooting for him, but he doesn't really do much. And no, that's not a good example of what I was trying to say, but there's some which are heartbreaking. It's There's one where he works on this a different girl. I know I'm spoiling so much, but I apologize. And this girl has this disease which is called, uh, I believe it's uh, Lupin Phenotis. Pretty much what happens is like a cleft lip. Um, because of birth issues, the jaw and the lip is split in half, so you have a big gap in it. It makes her look kind of creepy. And he's in a war-torn country. Now, that's another thing. Blackjack works all over the world. You pay him, he'll go anywhere. He'll go to New York, he'll go to Venice, he'll go to France. And he was working in this small eastern Germany country, something behind the Iron Curtain, you know, the USSR, all that other crap. And there, and he worked on a patient who had, was part of a coup d'etat, so he suspected and wanted for murder, and also for assisting and abetting this guy who fled the country. So Blackjack is kind of stuck in this country, and he's in hiding. And this girl who has the cleft lip, he proceeds to save her. He fixes her up because she's very lonely. She's 19 years old. She saved his life. He says, look, that's how I'll pay you back. I'll fix your face and I'll make you pretty again. He makes her absolutely beautiful. Fixes the cleft lip. Fixes everything. And she's very happy. And she's like, um, I was wondering if I could go down to the village today. And he's like, look, you can't leave. You can't leave here until I tell you to. He's like, well, why not? He's like, I want to find a boyfriend and I want to go out and I want to be able to be nice and happy and he's like look you can't leave you have to wait until the occupation's over then you can leave and he keeps telling her that and she gets very frustrated and then he wakes up one morning and he sees a note from this girl because they're hiding in a cabin which is up on a mountain very isolated from this village that's maybe two miles away and he wakes up and he sees this note which says look I'm sorry, I just wanted to spend one day. I'll come back and I promise you I'll never leave again, but I just need to do this so I can be happy. Thank you. And he's like, well, I guess that this was my, uh, uh, it's not my thing anymore. I finished the surgery. It's not my responsibility. And proceeds to walk away. And it shows this girl, she's giggling and happy for the first time. She's really happy and doesn't look feral and creepy. Meanwhile, you see a couple of the soldiers who are looking through a pair of binoculars and they see this girl frolicking and like this that must be someone who's trying to escape no one else would be up there and you see blackjack leaving the hut or cabin and you just see the sound effect for the gunshot and he just kind of looks and then just walks away it's it's kind of depressing that whole you worked so hard trying to save this girl and it was all for naught some of the stories are like that but Overall, the series is pretty fucking cool, and it's really intense and well done. If you don't like gore or blood or truly horrific things that are just like medical, medically speaking, if you have a weak stomach, you're not going to like this manga. It's not gory like, say, Jack Frost or even Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service. Well, not... Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service would be close to it because it has that type of... Removing parts from skin, removing bones, but the uber gore of dead corpses isn't in this. But it's a pretty good manga. Holds up very well for a 30, 40 year old story. I mean, 
even though it takes place in the 70s, a lot of things are a little bit outdated. For example, a computer the size of a city, and also the retro cars and the retro clothing. But it holds up very well. The story itself, you could just say, okay, I'm going to just change the clothes from this really retro stuff and we'll put them in jeans and a hat, and it fits. The story works overall. So for that reason, I just have to give this manga, which is truly something you could read a borrow from a friend and don't return less offered Pocky. It's really good. It's really, really good. Like I said, the only issue I had was that it's not in complete order, and it's a little gory. If it was in, like, you had Episode 1, Episode 2, Episode 3, Episode 4, I think that would be really cool. Also, I'd like to know a little more about Blackjack's backstory. I mean, the only thing we really know about him is the fact that he's a patchwork man. That he got into some accident, and you're trying to... He's trying to... You don't know anything else about him. Supposedly, they reveal more over time, and I can't wait to read more. I'm definitely going to read more of this manga. And it is worth reading. I recommend it highly. And something worth getting. I admit that it's not going to be something that a lot of people are going to like if you don't like things like House and ER, but check it out. I would recommend it to a lot of people, and I think I am going to recommend it just as something to read and watch. If you don't want to read it, the it should be online somewhere, maybe Crunchyroll. Hopefully it would be brought over here, but I doubt that highly. And for the price it was, it, it was like fifteen ninety nine for the short the softbound it's not a bad manga and it is a real release it's a pretty nice book and that's all I'm gonna say about that while that review was a little disjointed I think I got the essence of blackjack out there and I hope that you guys learned something if you have any questions you can just email me at sparkin.podbean.com or call me at 206-426-6665 and leave a voicemail I will answer any voicemail or message. Just leave a number, because the last voicemail I got, guy just said, blah, 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 blah. Didn't give me an email or nothing. It just ranted on and then just kind of hung up and didn't really help me out too much. So if you leave a voicemail or email, give me something so I can contact you back. I'd appreciate it greatly. Also, speaking of which, I am looking for a co-host for some of the future episodes. So if you're interested, email me at Spirekin at gmail.com, or Twitter me at Spirekin, tell me why you should be my co-host. Give me a legitimate reason and or a soundbite. Or you can call me at 206-426-6665, that against 206-426-MONK, and just leave me an interesting voice or why you want to be the co-host at the Spirekin Monger View, because I am looking for one, because while I do enjoy talking to myself, it is kind of fun. It's cool to get some feedback and also to get some ideas sent back and forth, and it helps flush out reviews a little bit more, makes it sound a little more eloquent and a lot better. So, either way. Since I'm done with that ramblings, without further ado, it's the time we've all been waiting for, and you know what I'm speaking about. I'm talking about the one, the only, the Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? No one knows for sure. Perhaps it came down with a meteorite, or perhaps it was created by Zeus, or even, dare I say, forged by Hephaestus in drunken rage. We don't know. What we do know is it's covered in skulls and has ten slots on it. And what I've done is I've applied ten manga to each of the the 10 slots. I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm going to be reviewing for episode 
88 of the Spire Can Manga Review. So let me spin the Wheel of Manga and let's see what I'm going to be reviewing. Number three. Now, number three is going to be My the Psychic Girl. Damn, that's an old manga. I remember seeing that back in the 90s. Oof, it's an old manga. But either way, so I'm reviewing My the Psychic Girl, which is an older manga by Viz, if I remember correctly. And I'll give you all that information, all that stuff later on. So that should be pretty nice. And so that's it for this episode of the Spark and Review. I hope I did Blackjack justice. If I didn't, I apologize. Uh, either way, I really enjoy the fact that you guys are listening to my podcast. Keep doing so. Send me some feedback to, well, read anything that you send. And I enjoy anything that you guys tell me. So, as usual, thank you. This is your host, Zan, and I.